Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished professional from North Carolina, USA, Susie DeVille. Susie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. Susie is the founder and chief executive officer of the Innovation and Creativity Institute. <clears throat> and she's an author. And all of you know I'm very partial to authors. She's an author of a book titled Buoyant, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Becoming Wildly Successful, Creative, and Free. What an amazing journey you seem to have had, uh, Susie. But let me start by asking you from HarperCollins to real estate to coaching. <laughs> Tell me about your journey in brief. Sure. So... Um, after I graduated from college, I had an de undergrad degree in anthropology, and I was fascinated with human behavior and had started to get the inklings of um, wanting to rekindle this dream of mine of being a writer. Mm -hmm. um, so I moved to Boston and um, started working in the publishing industry there. Mm -hmm. um, the publishing company that I was working for was sold to HarperCollins. Mm -hmm in London. So I was able to get a work permit and go to London and work for HarperCollins there, which I was there for a couple of years. Um, then when I moved back to the United States, I thought maybe I want to teach. So I started volunteering and I learned that a lot of kids were not on grade level mm -hmm. for both reading and um, language arts. So I started a literacy council, my first nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there started a second, which was a community service center. Um, after I um, went home from that job to have my child, my son, Adam, um, I, I learned in about um, 18 months or so, because we were doing um, investing in our own real estate properties. And I realized I really mm -hmm. need to understand the law better so mm -hmm. I can get um, um, full understanding of these contracts. Mm. So I became licensed to sell real estate wow. and fell uh, in love with it, learned I had a complete aptitude for it, mm -hmm. um, started my own enterprise in 2011, mm. had a successful exit in 2018. Mm. Um, and then um, all along the path, I was fascinated with innovation and creativity and had mm. been building a coaching enterprise. Mm. So then I had the time and the bandwidth to both um, really develop the Innovation and Creativity Institute, as well as write my book, Buoyant, mm. and bring everything that I had learned along the path mm. um, to my entrepreneur coaching clients um, and into my, my speaking work and my um, work as an artist. Amazing. You seem to have done it all. I mean, <laughs> as you were talking, I was so impressed. You know, when I want to do real estate, I decided to get certified in real estate. When I decided to coach, I decided to get certified in coaching. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you Thank for sharing. You. Uh, so, Susie, now talking about the Innovation and Creativity Institute, um, tell me a little bit about what you do here and what was your motivation to start it? Yes. Yeah, so when I was in the master's in entrepreneurship program, there was an innovation and creativity course, and they introduced us to a firm called IDEO, which is a design firm in Palo Alto, California. Mm -hmm. Their philosophy 
just took the top of my head off. It was Mm -hmm. a very playful organization. It was a very flat organization, a very inclusive organization. Mm -hmm. And the culture that they had created there absolutely fostered the best ideas and the best iteration on prototypes Mm -hmm. that I had ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I just became completely obsessed with learning everything that I could about innovation and creativity. And Mm -hmm. that was 2005. So I took that knowledge and then I started my first version of coaching after Mm -hmm. I was certified as a coach by Oprah's coach, as a matter Mm -hmm. of fact. And um, then 2008 happened and everything in my life imploded. Mm. My finances, my business, my health, my marriage. It was a total disaster. And I made a vow that if I were to ever extricate myself from Mm. the messes I was in, I was going to give back. Amazing. And I was going to teach people how I did it. Mm -hmm. And I was going to do that through writing a book as well as through my coaching. And so the Institute represents that journey. Mm -hmm. And I do one-on-one coaching. I do master classes, workshops, speaking engagements, Mm -hmm. um, retreats, VIP days, Mm -hmm. sort of a whole mix of things. Mm -hmm. And given your own background, you know, in so many diverse places in different countries, how has your own background supported your coaching philosophy, your style and your values? Well, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial household. My father was um, a world traveler, fascinated with um, the Eastern cultures, specifically Mm -hmm. Japan, but all over Southeast Asia. And so he traveled there every year and I caught the travel bug from him, as well as this passion for understanding cultures from all around the world. Mm. And um, so art and beauty and education and adventure and entrepreneurship was just sort of infused into my marrow (laughs) from a very young age. And it informs literally everything that I do every single day Mm -hmm. because my anthropology training really keyed me into how to discern the layers of culture that we may be actually blind to that are influencing our thinking and our behavior and our daily beliefs. Mm -hmm. Now, when I work with clients, I have all of these tools to bring innovation, creativity, what's happening in terms of your cultural beliefs. Mm -hmm. What is it that you believe that may be limiting Mm -hmm. um, how you're moving forward and the actions that you're taking? Mm -hmm. So it's it's in everything that I do. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. The other question I wanted to ask you was, and you did mention your father, and obviously he was a person who had influence on your life. But all of us are shaped by different people. Mm. And my question to you is, how have some of the people who have influenced you shaped you in influencing you as a coach today? Well, of course, my parents, number one, and my brother and my sister, Mm. um, enormously powerful. Mm. Um, I'm very blessed to have Mm. won the lottery in terms of having a fantastic family that all loves to share their intellectual curiosity. Mm. So I'm introduced to things every single day from my family. Oh, look at this. Look how interesting this is. Something that I would have never come across. Mm. So that is a huge influence. Um, 
my um, uh, coach, who was my instructor and the person who certified me in coaching, Dr. Martha Beck, mm -hmm. who is a world-renowned coach, was enormously influence, um, enormous influence on me in terms of what she taught me, but also her own worldview mm -hmm. and um, how to fold everything that we love into mm -hmm. our coaching enterprise. Mm -hmm. um, and then my educational journey certainly was enormously um, influential upon me, mm -hmm. as well as I would have to say it's not a person mm -hmm. per se, but my nuclear winter period when, <laughs> when everything fell apart. Yeah. If that had not happened, and I really hope that folks who are listening to this who may be in their own period mm. of a winter season of not knowing what to do next or feeling anxiety or not being clear on how to get forward in their careers or in their mm. businesses, mm. this time is the absolute um, fertile ground for the dream life and the dream business mm. and the dream career that you want to build. Mm. Um, it's from these uh, moments that we make um, some of the most compelling work and mm. the most um, impactful things for the world. Mm. Interesting. My next question to you is on culture. You know, and you live in uh, probably one of the most culturally diverse countries of the world. How does culture, in your opinion, impact you as a coach? Well, I seek out differences mindfully all the time. Mm -hmm. If you look at what makes a compelling piece of art, mm -hmm. it's the contrasts, it's the differences, it's the big bold mark next to the gentle tiny mark mm -hmm. or the big splash of color next to the quiet hue. Um, or this shape next to that shape. Those differences, those contrasts mm. are enormously compelling and fascinating to us as human beings. Mm. So I take that approach to everything that I do with coaching. I am interested in taking something from the world of anthropology and putting it up against something from the Harvard Business School. Mm. Um, I'm interested in taking something from um, what I know as an artist and putting it up next to what I know as a poet and a writer. Mm. Um, and as a teacher and as a leader and as an entrepreneur, I just take everything that is appealing to me mm. from vast corners of the world mm. and put it into a cauldron that's very unique and different. But mm. yet what happens is, is that the people with whom I work see themselves in the examples that I use. Mm. And that is so key because, oh, okay, this is possible for me. Mm. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to find what it is that I seek so desperately. Mm. So it's vital, I think, to have this diversity of culture um, in your background as well as in your everyday life. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, and when, you know, when I was reading about you, you also say that you there's a phrase that I read that I wanted to ask you about the secret to freeing yourself and becoming very successful. Help me understand yes. this and give me an example. Yes. So Archimedes said, if you give me a lever long enough and a fulcrum on which to place that I can move the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I love that image. And so I took that image and I created um, a simplified version of my coaching methodology. Mm -hmm. So the lever uh, in my methodology is being in alignment with your true self. Mm -hmm. And then the fulcrum upon which it sits 
is inspired action mm. and what I call the five M's. Mm. And so when we know exactly what it is that brings us alive mm. and we intentionally pull it back into our lives mm. and then we can use that fuel to inspire us. Mm. So literally breathing in beauty, art, nature, being with the people we love and doing mm. what we love. Then we have a tank of willingness that's full mm. because without that willingness, we will hold ourselves back from stepping into the unknown, mm. from being willing to try something that seems scary or to have the courage to um, deal with uncertainty. Mm. So the five M's in brief are morning pages, which is mm. the brainchild of Julia Cameron. That's three pages of journaling, mm -hmm. meditation, mm. movement, moments of inspired learning mm. and making something. Amazing. And it's the making something piece mm. that is the absolute key to everything. And mm. people fight me all the time. I'm not creative. I'm not an artist. And I can show somebody literally in three minutes mm. and prove them wrong. And then they're off and running. Mm. Fantastic. So Susie, now let's move to your book. Um, and I can see the book behind you and I'm sure all of yours can <laughs> see the book. Susie's book just behind her. The book is uh, author with uh, the buoyant, the entrepreneur's guide to becoming wildly successful, creative and free. Um, I'm assuming it's available on Amazon. It is. Yes. Okay. So asking all our viewers and listeners to go and check out Susie DeVille's book and I'm going to check it out as well. So tell me a little bit about your book and what was your hypothesis? Yes. Yeah, so I wrote Buoyant for entrepreneurs and creators who believe that the path to the success and freedom they crave is through more work, more productivity, more discipline. Mm -hmm. And what they may not know is that there's a much easier path. And that's by tapping into your innate, mm -hmm. underlying innate, mm -hmm. inspired creativity. Mm -hmm. So I take people on this journey of understanding that um, if you're willing to get in the boat of inspiration with me mm -hmm. and try the exercises that I have in this book. So there's the, the um, delineation of what the methodology is mm -hmm. and where it came from. There are my own personal stories and stories of clients. Mm -hmm. And then infused in all of that are exercises. And it's a very gentle um, a way to reconnect you with your creativity. If it has been a while since you have tried anything creative mm -hmm. or if you have had an experience as a young person mm. where someone shamed you for something that you made and you just decided, Oh, that world's not for me. Mm. So I take you through the shallow end of the pool. I don't just throw you in the deep end mm. <laughs> and I gently bring you in and your journal becomes your log book of your adventure of mm. your voyage, um, of your discovering what mm -hmm. it is that you love and what brings you alive. Mm -hmm. And you start to build slowly um, your muscles of um, courage and clarity. Mm -hmm. And you put down perfectionism and um, worrying about judgment. And you begin to trust yourself again. Mm -hmm. And then burnout and overwhelm tends to disappear. 
And then you're feeling much more calm and clear and confident. And um, someone who is working to um, further their career within an organization or someone who is wanting to start their own enterprise, having that courage and that center of self Mm. that is empowered means the difference between staying stuck and having the life and the career that you dream of. Fascinating. You also say that, you know, you are, you, you're working on breaking the status quo and creating a wildly innovative methodology to build successful businesses. And I'm assuming this is a part of the book as well. Tell me a little bit more about this. Yes. So if we start with inspired action and then we move into art making, that then gives us back agency, power back over to our ourselves, over mm-hmm. ourselves. We become um, sailors and captain captains of our boats. We're at the helm of our own lives. Mm-hmm. Then the next important step is to protect that creative energy Mm -hmm. because, um, and I can absolutely say that I was a card carrying member of the no boundaries club, (laughs) which, um, absolutely erodes your self confidence. Mm -hmm. It erodes your self trust. It completely zaps your energy Mm -hmm. and, um, puts you on a one-way ticket to burnout land. Mm -hmm. So I take people through the process of, okay, how do we do an energy audit audit? Mm -hmm. How do we determine what may be, um, taking our energy from us? What do we do about that? How do we protect it for all of the incredibly fascinating things that we're dreaming about doing? Mm -hmm. Um, And then how do we um, compile all of these pieces Mm -hmm. and um, map out what it is that is our next best step? Mm -hmm. Um, So people end the book with all of the inspiration that they could possibly need for their journey Mm. and practical how-to information Mm. on how to then take the next steps. Very interesting. Uh, Let me now ask you one of the questions about entrepreneurs, you know, and I'm sure you have done a lot of research and spoken to many of them. Um, And since you talk about becoming wildly successful, let me ask you the converse of the question. What, in your opinion, are some of the basic mistakes a lot of entrepreneurs make? Well, I think the first one is to hold yourself back from trying Mm. for way too long. People um, will have a dream of, oh, I want to start something. And Mm. then they talk themselves out of it Mm. routinely. Mm. Um, The next thing would be to try to go from zero to scaling Everest in two days without doing lots of little tests, lots of little experiments, Mm -hmm. while you still have um, your ongoing comfort of having a paycheck. Mm -hmm. So what I think is so compelling for folks is to have your idea and to start putting little feelers out, start testing things. How can you build something Mm -hmm. really quickly and get it into the hands of the very audience that you desire to connect with this. Mm. Ask them questions. What is it about this that you love? What is it about this that's missing? Mm. What would you change about this if you could? Mm. And start to get very, very early feedback Mm. from real people, not imagined people in your head, (laughs) Mm. 
and then start to iterate and then put it out there. And mm -hmm. again, lots of little tests, lots of little tries. And um, I would say the third thing is, is to let the things that you don't know mm. hold you back mm. from going to the next level. Mm. So for example, I have a lot of clients who have been very successful in building the very first, let's say three phases of their enterprise. Mm -hmm. And now they're at the phase where they really have to have some sophisticated systems in place mm -hmm. in order to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. And they're not systems thinking people. Um, so they don't, they have a block. I don't know how to leverage systems in my enterprise. And mm -hmm. so I'm just going to keep trying to do everything myself. Mm -hmm. So holding yourself back and exhausting yourself is a trap that I see people mm -hmm. um, falling into. Mm -hmm. So always ask for help. Mm -hmm. There is so much support that's available. Correct. Lots of it's free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and you can, and if you need to have a coach to help you to that next level, or read a book to get to that next level. There's tons of opportunities Correct. for that, Correct. but don't stay stuck and miserable. Mm. So one more question, my last question to you, mm -hmm. coming again from your book, is when you talk about being wildly successful, being creative and being free, the, 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 the typical um, profile, that one thinks of an entrepreneur is someone who is working 24 by seven, uh, 365 days, doesn't have time to do anything else. How do you uh, knit in creativity and freedom as a part of an entrepreneur's life? Yes, I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Correct. Um, Correct. And so it was because everything fell apart for me. And I would love to um, prevent the painful experiences that I went through for sure. all of your listeners. Mm -hmm. um, I had to learn mm -hmm. that I was not going to get to the best part of what I had to offer mm -hmm. by working myself into a frenzied state. Um, I have learned recently that our brain requires that we rest it 42% of the time. Mm -hmm. So if we're not routinely getting eight hours of sleep, plus another two hours of brain rest, mm -hmm. we're not bringing the best of us to any task, mm -hmm. whether it's business or personal. So in order to fold these things into our lives, I suggest that we just start with five minutes mm -hmm. for just one or two of the M's. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you a quick example. I go out for a walk every day mm -hmm. and I bring with me my little journal that fits in my pocket. And so I get my movement M in and my journaling and my morning pages. Mm. Um, if somebody says, oh, I've tried to journal and I can't do it. Well, this is a beautiful solution. If you tuck this in your pocket and you move your body for even 10 minutes, there's no way you're not going to have an idea come. Correct. And you put it down and you're off and, and then you're going to, well, heck, I think I'll go for another 10. That was so good. I think. <laughs> so if you start small yeah. mm -hmm. and you try not to do the classic, okay, I'm going to do all of the M's for an hour each. And then I'll start my day at one 30. <laughs> That's not going to work. Mm -hmm. um, 
it is important, in my opinion, to find the 10 to 15 minutes in the morning, because that sets the tone for your entire day. Right. And to build the habit around one or two things for 45 or so days mm. before you try to change or add something else on, because you're walking or whatever it is for you, whatever the movement choice you make is mm. and whatever journaling choice you make, mm. those things will start to work on you like a fine grit spiritual sandpaper in such mm. a positive way that you'll want to keep doing it. You will use desire to bring you forward and not discipline. And that's a big difference in motivating yourself to make the changes that you want to make. Amazing. What a great response. And on that note, Susie, uh, and your amazing thoughts, the other five M's of coaching, thank you so much for speaking to me about your own journey. Um, thank you for speaking to me about coaching. Thank you for speaking to me about your book, Buoyant. And thank you for being so uh, candid about your own implosion of 2000. <laughs> thank you for talking to me about that. I think there's so thank much you. to learn from you. Uh, thank you again and good luck to you. Thank you, sir. It's been an honor to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.